Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arts Cetera. I'm your host, John Sayers. Well, hi again. Well, here we are. We are at Arts Cetera, program number 56. Ah, still a long way to go to the end of the first season. That will come in September. But today I want to talk about kind of interesting things. And I can get an awful lot of pushback on on some of these. But this is the way I look at them. I think there are arias out there that generate tremendous applause in the opera house that are really not as difficult as everybody thinks they are. I mean, there are arias that everybody, the, the, the singer works hard and you think, oh, he's not going to make it or she's not going to make it. And then they do. And then you go, yay, bravo. And sometimes, you know, they're just putting on. They're not really, not really doing anything special. They're just singing. And they're just singing what they can sing without doing anything. I remember talking with Federica von Stade once. And she had sung... In the performance that I had seen, she had sung this very moving aria. I, I don't remember what it is now, but I remember going back to her and saying, what was motivating you? What was your motivation for singing this? It was so fabulous. And she said, well, I was trying to figure out where I was going to go have pizza after the performance. Well, that's not unusual. That is, that is, that is often the case. I remember so many times uh, singing and, and thinking about, well, let's see, the guys said, they, should we go for a beer or, or something afterwards? And if we do, where are we going to go? And it's awfully late and I should get home and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And in the meantime, you're singing, well, I didn't sing that many high C's, but you're singing all these, these difficult, supposedly dis- difficult things. I'm reminded of a, I, when I was singing, uh, a concert to dedicate a new concert hall and the orchestra was being conducted by Robert La Marquina who for a long long time was an assistant conductor um, at the Metropolitan Opera uh, he was actually the music director that went with Risa Stevens when the uh, Metropolitan first started its touring company and he came and asked me if I would if I would sing an aria for this particular thing, and I said sure. And he said, "What do you want to sing?" And I said, "Well, you know, kind of fun. Let's sing K. J. de Manina from La Boheme." He said, "Okay, good thing." A couple of weeks later, he calls me back, calls me up, and he says, "I have good news and bad news." <laughs> he said, "Well, give me whichever one you want." He said, "I've got the orchestrations for the Boheme." And they are marked um, Luciano Pavarotti. So you're going to sing Luciano Pavarotti's orchestrations. I said, well, that's good. I like that. He said, well, here's what you're not going to like. The whole thing is down a minor third. I said, what? A minor third? I had heard he sang everything down half a tone. But a minor third? Are you serious? He said, yep, unfortunately I am. So I took a look at it, and he was right. Why, why would he be wrong? And uh, I, I, I sang through the thing 
down a minor third, and I thought, wow, boy, this gets a little tough down in the low notes there. Uh, but it just, it's not that it's, I can't sing those notes. I could sing those notes easily, but to do the same expression with them where they were, as you would do in the original key, it, it just was very difficult. And then, of course, the high C towards the end became a high A flat. And I thought, a high A flat? I said, is Pavarotti going out there all these years? Has he gone out there and sung, telling everybody he's singing a high C and going through all kinds of stuff, and it's really only a, a, a high A flat? Are you serious? I, I, I don't believe that's the case, but I do believe he used these particular orchestrations when he sang a concert. It would have been very difficult to have eased them into the whole performance of La Boheme. But when he was doing a concert, he could do whatever key he wanted to do, as long as he had the orchestrations for it. So that's what I think is the case. But I have no way of knowing, and, well, we're never going to find out now. So anyway, that is not the first aria we're going to look at. The first aria we're going to look at is Mes Amis from Daughter of the Regiment. Now, the difficulty, as everybody has, has pointed out from Luciano Pavarotti, oh, he sang nine high C's. Yes, he did. And if you count them, there's nine. But he sang too short and then along, too short and then along. And here's the deal. The too short settles your voice. It lets you tune it so that when you have the long high C, it's exactly where it needs to be. This was the genius of Donizetti. Now, the other thing is, if you don't have a high C, or you don't have a good high C, you have no business singing this aria in the first place. And if you do have a good high C, you're going to sing it without any problems. Um, I, I, I was a dramatic tenor. Uh, I rarely sang high C's on stage, to be sure. Um, Bohem was one, and there were a couple of others. And this aria, when I was young and first auditioning, I used this as one of my audition arias. The high C's, as I was told by a couple of people, were were good and had a lot of weight to them, and they came without a problem. Of course they came without a problem. If they didn't come without a problem, I certainly would not have put them on show for, for, for people I wanted to work for. So yes, I had a solid high C when I was young. And, and as a matter of fact, I could, I could sing a high F when I was young. I gradually came down, and I, by the time I was singing solidly in the dramatic repertoire and solidly all the time, I, I just stopped singing high C's. I still had the high C, but it, it was not what, what I was about. So I didn't worry about the high C all that much. So now we're going to listen. And you listen to that and see if he's, this guy's having a problem. This is Lawrence Brownlee singing Amaze Me. <laughs> Je me marche sur votre 
What do you think? Did he get those high C's all right? I think he did. I checked them too. They're really high C's. Now I have to do something that I never do. I have to correct myself. When I said he sang two short high C's and then a long high C, of course I was wrong. He sang the octave lower C, then the high C short, 
and then the long one. That's all. Now the next aria we're going to look at has a different problem. And the problem is not high notes necessarily, although there are a few. They aren't the real high notes here. It's a baritone aria. But the problem is being able to sing la 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 and to say Figaro very, very fast. So we're going to listen to La Grafactorum from Barbara of Seville by Rossini. And it's, well, you just, you know, you need to listen to it. I mean, everybody thinks, you know, this is an extremely difficult aria. I've sung this aria. I don't think it's hard. Yes, you have to be able to talk fast. It's not that fast. So only the re at very end, and half of the text is sung la 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 at the end anyway. So you don't really have to, to know how to do the language really fast. And if you're singing Italian opera, you need to learn how to do it anyway. And if you can't do it, don't do it. So let's listen to John Ronsley as he sings Largo al Factorum from Barbara Seville by Rossini. <laughs> Yeah. 
Factotum from the Barber of Seville by Rossini. And it really, you know, he just rolled that right off like it was a piece of cake. So that's what you have to do with that aria. Now, the next aria I'm going to get a lot of argument on. The next aria is from Mozart's Zauberflöte. And yeah, that's right, it's the Queen of the Night. And the Queen of the Night is a dramatic coloratura. She sings a lot of high notes. Yes, she goes up to a high F. Uh, one could say, and I believe this is correct, that the F that's written for this part is the highest note in all of opera. But I think there's a there's another opera that has an F in it for the tenor, but I, I'd have to check that. It certainly wasn't one of my roles. At any rate... It's sung by a dramatic coloratura, and these are singers who do this stuff all the time. Now, granted, not all dramatic coloratura sopranos have a high F. If you don't have a high F, you don't sing this aria. You don't do this role. It's as simple as that. So, coloratura spend their time singing all of these these runs and these these triplets and these all of these things that you find in this aria, as well as the high notes, and they do it absolutely like they're falling off a log. And I've talked with many coloratura sopranos who sing this role, or who have sung this role, and they all tell me the same. It is not that difficult an aria. So, you be the judge. I know everybody looks at this aria as being the epitome of... Difficult opera singing. And I think it's just another day at the office. So, here we go. 
We are going to hear Lucia Pop singing the Queen of the Night, der Hölle Rache, from Die Zauberflöte by Wolfgang Mozart. Pomp as the Queen of the Night, singing Der Hölle Rache from Mozart's Zauberflöte. Not bad, the coloratura. That's our cetera for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any ideas of topics that you would like to see covered, please email me at heldentenore at att.net. That's heldentenore at att.net. This has been Artcetera. I'm your host, John Sayers.
Thank you.